I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about health. I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Today, I want to talk about intermittent fasting, and I just want to start off this podcast by saying that I am no expert on the matter. I don't have any nutritional education. It's more so that I just wanted to share my experiences and thoughts on the matter since I've been practicing intermittent fasting for a long time now and I just think it's a really interesting thing. So I just want to share some things I've learned about it. So what intermittent fasting is, is alternate patterns between eating and fasting. That's all. (laughs) And it's not always about weight loss, though a lot of people associate it with that. People can do it when they want to gain muscle, people can do it when they're maintaining, some people do it for religious reasons or various other reasons. So it's really not all about weight loss, it's just something it's commonly associated with. Currently it's a pretty popular topic in the health community, but there's still a lot of research to do because it is a fairly new topic. From research that we've seen now and from things you hear, and I'd say take this with a grain of salt because like I said, this is a fairly new topic and we don't know everything there is to know about it. But a lot of people believe that it can aid in weight loss, can lower blood pressure or cholesterol, and it can prevent or control diabetes, and people say it could even improve the brain's health. So like I said, I'm not an expert on this, so take all of it with a grain of salt, but I've noticed benefits from fasting myself, which I'll talk more about later, but I would just say that fasting, it's not a diet in any sense. It's a way of eating. It's talking about time periods, but it doesn't tell you what to eat. So people can do this very differently. Like I said, take studies with a grain of salt, take what people say with a grain of salt, because it's not just about the fasting that can give people these benefits. It could be what they're eating, what other diets they might be including with it. You could be a vegan who intermittent fasts. You could be someone who doesn't really watch what they're eating and just watches the window, which would probably give you two totally different experiences. So that's something to keep in mind with this because it's not a diet. And that's why I like intermittent fasting. It doesn't tell you what to eat. It's just kind of a groundwork for when to eat. And I'll explain why I like that. But like I said, it's not really a concrete thing. So everything that I say about it, keep in mind that would not be a universal experience for everyone. Now, I'm not going to get into it too much either because I'm not really good at this science stuff, but People do say that it'll help control your glucose and glycogen when you're in a fasting window or when you're doing fasting. And that, of course, helps with energy consumption and use. And people do say that because when you're in a fasted state, right, your body is going to deplete its glycogen stores for energy. And once you're in that fasted state, your body will have no choice but to go to your adipose tissues, which is just your fat, to consume more energy if you use up all the energy you used in glucose if that makes any sense. So basically what people believe, the popular belief in intermittent fasting and why people think and commonly associate it with weight loss is the fact that once you're done with your glycogen stores, you're just going to be left with body fat for energy, meaning that you will tap into your body fat and start burning fat at a certain point in your fasting window. That's a brief explanation as to why it's so commonly associated with fat loss. This is all just stuff I've learned, stuff I found, but I actually did a project on intermittent fasting a couple years ago, and I just wanted to share some stuff that I shared during that project. I made some interesting points back then, and I have very similar thoughts, and from what I've learned about fasting comes from this 
research that I did for this project where I did cite studies, so this stuff has been seen in studies, but like I said, that doesn't really make it concrete in any way. So most studies do support the idea that fasting increases the rate of fat loss and may have potential health biomarkers. I don't know exactly what that means other than, yeah, some people do believe it has benefits, right? People say that it can impose dangers as well. So that's something worth noting, right? In the studies, people say that, yes, this can benefit you, but also there are studies to say that it could detriment you. Like I said, probably has more to do with what else the participants were doing. It's very hard to like single out if it's the fasting that causes certain things. The vast majority of studies do support the idea that fasting will help increase over- Hey, this is Leanne from editing. Anyways, I meant decreasing. Decreasing overall body fat and body mass. Okay, thank you. Overall body fat, body mass, and even waist size. So that is why it's so commonly associated with weight loss. It's the biggest thing that we've researched so far and a lot of studies have seen that it does benefit in that regard. They say that your metabolism can increase during your fasting periods, especially following a workout. So fasted working out is not a new thing, even for people who aren't into intermittent fasting. It's just something that you hear a lot in the fitness community, like workout first thing in the morning so that you're like doing a fasted cardio. Fasted cardio is so good for you. And I mean, like I said, this is all just thoughts, food for thought. I mean, I totally think that you doing your cardio not fasted is still very beneficial. It's not like something that's required, but it, it makes sense in the logical sense of it. Like, right, if your body's tapping into your fat stores, then if you do cardio in that time period, you theoretically should be burning fat as opposed to glycogen during your workout. But I don't know, maybe that's not true. <laughs> so yeah, sadly enough, in all the studies that I researched during this time, None of them actually found reason to say that fasting helps in muscle gain or muscle growth. However, none of the studies showed that it detriments it. So it is totally possible for this to not just be a weight loss thing. Like I said, you could gain muscle on this diet. You could maintain, you could do anything you want because it's not a diet. I shouldn't have used that word. <laughs> it is not a diet. Intermittent fasting is just when to eat, not what to eat. You could totally eat in a caloric deficit and lose weight while you're fasting, and you could eat in a caloric surplus to gain weight. A little harder, uh, some people find, depending on what your calorie intake is, to eat that much food in that short period of time. But it, it, like I said, it all depends on your goals and what you wanna do. Fasting may or may not be for you. <laughs> so now it's time to get into my personal applications because this is the part that I've just really wanted to talk about positive real life applications. So there are many different types of fasting. Fasting is not just done in one way. The most common types are daily time restricted feeding. It's basically when you choose a time to start eating and choose a time to stop eating. And it's any time throughout the day and your window could be as big or small as you want. It's the most flexible form. And the most common is 12 to eight. A lot of people will just eat breakfast at noon and stop eating after eight because most people do eat breakfast like nine or 10. So if you just skip breakfast and you basically just have a lunch and dinner time left, it's supposed to be an easier way to do it. And a lot of people's schedules can work with that kind of thing. So that's like the most common one. I used to do that one, that's how I started out, but I do two to eight now, just a personal preference thing. That's one of the things about intermittent fasting that's so cool is that once you get really into it, you can change it up to how you like. You can find out how long you like to fast, how long you like to have your eating window, what benefits you, you can switch things up. And if your schedule changes, you can totally change your fasting ways, which I'll talk more about in a second. Real life applications. So like I said, because of the 12-8 method being so popular, it's just easy to just skip breakfast and then live your life and not eat after eight. That's pretty simple to implement for most people. And it's typically done in like a three meal style 
style, at least this is how I did it and it's how a lot of people do it, is that you just eat breakfast at this time, lunch at this time, dinner at that time, and bam, three meals of the day. You don't have to think otherwise about it. It's easy to meal prep in that regard because you know when you're going to be eating and you have an idea of maybe what you would want to eat in that time or how much you'd want to eat in that time. So it can become, once you get into the routine of it, it it's really nice for planning. And like I said, there's flexible hours depending on what works best for your life. And they say that people do tend to feel less hungry during the busy hours of the day. So it's it tends to be easy for some people to wait until noon because if you have to go into work at a certain hour, you could just work through until the noon and, and not really notice it. But there are negative applications. Of course, I'm not just gonna skip over that. Some people find that they focus too much on food during their window, which is a totally understandable thing. If you're not used to it especially, you're going to be very hungry <laughs> before your first meal and it could be distracting. Some people, like myself, find that this goes away with time. I personally don't really feel that hungry until around noon anymore. And I fast until two, so some days, yes, I do feel hungry around one, and some days I do break my fast earlier just because I'm really, really hungry. Maybe I had an intense workout that day or my dinner was a little smaller the night before. I'm not super strict on it myself. I just don't like to eat before noon, and luckily for me, because I've been doing this for three plus years now, I don't even feel hungry around noon. My body's kind of adapted to the schedule. But people who start this, do typically have that problem where they're going to be thinking about eating way too much at the beginning. Like I said, it's not for everyone. This could have health risks on people with certain dietary issues and all. So definitely make sure that it's a safe thing for you if you're willing to try it. It might not be for everyone. It may be difficult to accommodate your schedule depending on how your schedule is. If you're a person like me, who when the semester starts and you figure out your schedule, it's very consistent. It's easier to implement this kind of thing because my class times don't change and typically my work hours won't change either. If you work a job where your hours vary a lot, this could be really difficult for you to implement. Or if you have any other life restraints that are constantly changing, this could be really hard for you to implement as well. So I'm gonna talk about my personal experience now with fasting. I've been doing it kind of on and off since I was a sophomore. So like I said, it's been three plus years now which is really nice. I did start on the 12 to 8 eating schedule, which was a little difficult for me at first because I had a job where I would go in at 9 and leave at noon. And so the entire time I was at my shift, I was like really hungry. Uh, <laughs> but eventually, like I said, I was able to adapt to it. But at first, yes, I experienced a lot of that thinking of hunger too much. But like I said, the way I fast, it's changed a lot over the last few years. I went from the 12 8 to now I do a to eight and some days four to eight. It really just depends. I'm not super strict on it anymore. I don't eat before noon almost ever, but there are some times that I do. I personally love it. So it's not like a, a chore. It's not something I'm constantly tracking. It just kind of happens naturally at this point that I don't feel hungry at that time. So I don't eat at that time. That's just how it goes. I mean, I have to change my fasting, how I do it all the time. Like I said, I used to do a three meal a day thing and I try to keep that up, but there are times where my schedule just doesn't work with it. I've done two meals a day. I've done four meals a day. It just depends on how my schedule's going and how I feel like doing it that time. So yeah, like I said, there's definitely an adjustment period. That's something I learned. My advice to anyone who maybe is interested, like I said, I'm not giving you a how-to intermittent fast. I'm not trying to convince anyone, just giving facts. But if you are interested, I would say, Definitely don't do what I did and just jump right into it if you don't feel comfortable with that because it may make it harder for it to stick for you and you may just not enjoy it and who wants to not enjoy the way that they're eating? So a lot of people say that you should just start mild, just do a 12 hour fast and slowly stretch it and I totally agree. I think jumping in the deep end is just kind of difficult and kind of unnecessary for getting a lot of the benefits when you start this kind of thing. It did help with losing weight so I experienced that benefit. I've used it for weight loss before, weight maintenance, and weight gain for muscles 
and it's worked in all three regards for me, which is why I like it, because it is very adaptable to what your actual goals are. I think I focus better in the morning before I start breaking my fast, which is really nice. I can get really into my work, and I just forget the feeling of hunger for a bit because I'm just so focused on the work. And I think just not having to make breakfast beforehand or break to eat kind of helps with that focus thing. That's one of the benefits I've also noticed, is that you do less dishes if you're intermittent fasting because you're not gonna eat until later in the evening, so you're not gonna do dishes in the morning. That's just a benefit I like because it keeps me focused on other work and not having to think about it. And if I know what three times the day I'm gonna eat, those are three times I section off, and then I just don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. Muscle growth. I have no idea if intermittent fasting actually helps with muscle growth, but I noticed that for me personally, I had a better time in gaining muscle when I was doing this fasting thing. That could just totally do with the fact that my training has gotten better and it just so happens to have gotten better around the time that I started fasting. I'm not saying any of these things are correlated, just it's editing Leanne again and I meant to say causation because yes, this is correlation that I'm talking about, but I can't say that they cause each other. My digestive health has gotten so much better. I was someone who struggled a lot with digestion before I did this and I think that it's gotten way better since I started fasting because I think, at least me personally, I've noticed that when I stop eating at 8, I give myself 16 plus hours to digest before my next meal and my body takes that time to do all it needs to do so that I have a very healthy digestive system. I'm not going to go into too much detail about what that means, but I drink so much water during my fasting window that I do think that it helps regulate my body a lot. And that was the next point I had was that it encouraged me to drink a lot of water. And on top of that, it discouraged me from drinking, which was a very nice benefit. Like I said, I'm not super duper strict. So yes, I have drank before while doing intermittent fasting, but it's not something I do that commonly because it does interrupt my fast a lot, right? I break my fast for that night and I'm drinking way late into the night. And then the next day, if I'm really hungover, it could be harder to stick to a fasting schedule as well. So it's discouraged me from that kind of behavior, which I thought was good in regards to health benefits. And for me personally, I think that when I'm fasting, I do tend to eat more healthy because I'm just more conscious of my choices of what I'm eating and I'm trying to make the most out of my feeding window. So like I said, there's no way to know where some of these benefits come from. It could come from the food I choose to eat when I'm fasting as opposed to just doing the fasting or any other factors. So I would say take all that with a grain of salt, but those are some benefits I've seen in myself. And the last thing I wanted to talk about with regards to personal experience are some downsides. So I would say that this is pretty hard to implement sometimes, like I said, because of scheduling reasons and because of traveling. If one day my schedule is just really hectic or there's more going on than normal, then yes, I'm going to struggle with my fasting for that day, which isn't a big deal. I don't mind missing a day or so, but there are time periods in my life where it's just very chaotic and it's a little harder to keep up with. And then traveling. This is very hard to keep up while traveling if you're on vacation or something. It could just be really impractical to be trying to fast while you're on vacation, especially if you're with like friends or family and people who want to go eat or something at different hours that don't fit your fasting window. I've made the choice that when I go on vacation, I don't carry on my fasting. It's just something to consider in general that if you're going to travel a lot, it could be a little harder to implement this into your life depending on what you're traveling to and who's around you. Like I said, you don't have to be super duper strict about it. I'm not. And then something I've noticed, which is kind of silly, but it's just true. Socially, this can be a weird thing. As some people 
you know, like friends want to go out for dinner or breakfast or brunch or something, and if it's not within your eating window, it can be awkward to turn down these opportunities. You can choose to say yes. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being a faster and then choosing to say yes sometimes to eating outside your window. But if you just don't want to break your fast that day and someone invites you out to eat, it can be a little bit of an awkward thing. Not something I would say is worth not wanting to implement this for like I wouldn't say like oh because it's kind of awkward I'm gonna stop fasting <laughs> but it's just something to know right because I've had this experience a few times and it is a little weird people are like oh you came out to eat with us but you're not eating and I'm like oh, I'm just gonna have a, a black coffee because you know black coffee tea that's kind of stuff you can have in your fasting window as long as there's no sugar or calories in it so yeah that could be kind of weird sometimes but for the most part it's not the worst thing in the world it's just those are the those are the downsides I could recall so I just want to say that overall, yes, I do personally enjoy fasting. And like I said, it's it's probably not for everyone. So I'm not, <laughs> this is not a call to action. I'm not telling you to try fasting or to go out and fast. This is just my own experiences with fasting and what I think about it. And I'm very interested to hear if any of you all have ever tried this or if you're interested in it, if you've learned something about it that maybe I don't know. Just any, any experience you've had, anything I maybe didn't talk about or anything I talked about you could relate to, you could totally reach me at the Instagram handle below. I would love to hear it. I really do like talking about fasting because I just think it's an interesting thing. And since it's such a new thing that's gained popularity, I think that there's still a lot we could learn about it. And there's still a lot of cool things to find out as far as how it affects different people. Yeah, just like I said, I already put the disclaimer in. I'm not a professional. This isn't advice. If you have some kind of pre-existing condition, you aren't sure how this is going to impact you or you're just not sure if you should try this kind of thing, then maybe you should consult a doctor first. This is just a video about my thoughts and feelings towards fasting. So yeah, like I said, if you really want to try, start slow. I don't think it's necessary to jump in the deep end, but there are some benefits that I've noticed. I thoroughly enjoy the practice now. Like I said, I focus better before. <laughs> for me, I love structure. This is a very important one for me. I absolutely love structure in my life. I like to have my schedule written out to almost the exact hour all the time. I think intermittent fasting has given me a certain amount of structure around my eating that makes it easier for me when I have certain goals, right? Because I, I really love fitness, so I am constantly changing between like muscle growth phases and maintenance phases, and I think intermittent fasting is one of those kinds of eating choices that's, it's so flexible that it can adapt to my goals. Oh, and I, I nearly forgot to mention this from earlier. The other kinds of fasting, there's alternate day fasting, there's OMAD fasting. If you're interested, you can look up those methods, but yeah, thank you so much for listening if you've gotten this far. Let me know what you think in the description below and or in the comments below. Until next time, let's stay psyched about health. <laughs>